So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's going on, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening and a big wagwan from Kingston, Jamaica, where I am recording today. My wife and I are here for the month of January. And if you're new to the podcast, maybe you don't know, uh, but my wife is Jamaican and we're based out of uh, Toronto, Canada, a city called St. Catharines, Ontario, which is actually a lot closer to Niagara Falls. But we come to Jamaica at least once a year, usually uh, for the winter months. It varies. Uh, Last year, we were here for seven months, which is longer than we normally are. And this year, we're probably realistically going to be here for, I don't know, uh, I think we're here for just five weeks, something like that. And so we're in that one or two month range, but uh, we've had a really good time and I'm super glad to be here. Today, uh, we're talking about a really important subject, which is how you know if a solution works. You know, we're kind of at that time of the year where it's a couple years into the new year and maybe the new year was like a blazing start for you and lots of momentum, lots of excitement, lots of motivation. And we're sort of reaching that territory where, you know, the motivation's starting to wear off, the fumes of the new year have dissipated and now the rubber really hits the road. And so I want to talk about why, man, just why you have to be really confident that the solution you're using is working. And if you're not confident, what you should be doing in response. And um, man, I I, uh, I heard this incredible story. I'm, I'm going to share it in a minute, but this incredible story that's really going to tie things home. Now, before I get there really quick, uh, the new year at, at Deep Clean and with this podcast means uh, actually not too much different. We're really just lear- looking to grow and build and scale what we've been doing. And all signs point in that direction. We've had an amazing start to the year. But the one thing that I am really being intentional about this year is live trainings. Uh, I'm doing a training in Austin, Texas with my clients at the end of this month, doing one in Orlando, Florida at the end of April. Uh, Actually, I think it's beginning of April. And really trying to be active in my Facebook community as well. And so if you are not a paying client yet, but you would like some live trainings from me, I'm in the Facebook group literally every single week. It's a way for you to get not just a live training, but you can actually get free coaching from me because you can ask questions. Uh, currently, these these trainings are not super well attended. There's definitely people on, but they're not super well attended. So you can get quite a bit of time and attention from me. And so if you have specific questions, maybe a specific challenge you're dealing with and you want some insight on it, uh, this is going to be the easiest way for you to do that. I think that's everything. Oh, I should just mention the Facebook group's called Deep Clean Inner Circle. The link's in the show notes and you can join there and I would love to love to have you on. So let's jump in. Okay, um, you guys maybe are, you know, you, some of you have been listening to the podcast. You're like, okay, this is a Thea guy. You got a program. Let's see, you know, I don't know if it'll work. There's other coaches like you out there. There's other programs that are totally different. Why do you do a coaching model and why instead of being a counselor or, you know, being a subscription model or whatever? And um, one of the, the things that I've hit on a lot on this podcast is that those things matter. Like you have to be really confident that, you know, the details of the program are a match for you. 
But the the thing that it really boils down to more than anything else is who do you trust? Because if you don't trust the person who runs the program, they could be feeding you absolute gold. You will not implement that program to the same degree that you would if you had a high level of trust. There's a lot of research done on the effectiveness of psychotherapy and psychiatry and you know the reality is there are all kinds of new modalities that have emerged in these fields in the last 20 to 40 years and it's fascinating because you would think with all these new modalities you know we have EMDR now and equine therapy and I mean the list goes on DBT and CBT and uh, some of those models have been around for a long time but there's lots of new forms as well and you would think with all the diversity and all the variety that surely we have become better at treating mental illness And what they show is that the efficacy of most modalities, new or old, is relatively the same. The leading indicator for the success of a client uh, with, you know, going through, in this case, psychotherapy or psychiatry, going through their kind of protocol or their system or working with them for any extended period of time, the leading indicator of their success is what they call therapeutic alliance, which is the, the connection, the relationship between the client and the practitioner. So you should be following the places where you feel a legitimate connection because if you feel that you're connected to that person and you feel like you really get along with them, you're like-minded, the values are aligned, there's a much greater chance that you will trust them when they say, hey, I want you to do this exercise. Hey, this principle here, this is really important. You need to work on this and make sure you're living this out in your day-to-day life. Those things make a difference. They matter. And so I would really, really encourage you to make sure, I, I just to, to start this conversation off, make sure the person that you're working with, that you're getting help from, is somebody that you really deeply trust. Second thing to think about is, will your solution stand the test of time? Will your solution stand the test of time? Um, let, me, let me actually maybe frame this a bit differently. Is your solution simply a alternative version of previous failed solutions. That's actually a much better way to frame this. Is your current solution simply an alternative of previous failed solutions? Well, what do you mean, Cynthia? Like, I mean, I've, I've done some coaching before and I tried a new coach. So is that what you mean? Like, is that, I already tried one coach and it didn't work, so I shouldn't be trying another coach? Not what I mean at all. I'm talking about the philosophy, the dogma, the, the approach. Okay, let me give you an example. Um, this is out of my own life, okay? So I'm 16 years old, struggling with a porn addiction, not, not dating girls, not really pursuing that area of my life. Uh, when I'm 17 years old, I start to find some more confidence and I wind up dating a girl who I worked with at Wendy's. And so um, up until that point, I had been watching porn pretty regularly, right? So I'm 17 years old. I started watching when I was 11 or my first exposure was when I was 11. I probably started watching, you know, consciously when I was 12 and then it became more regular. So by the time I was at this stage, pretty regular and always had a conviction about it, but not a lot of desire to really make any kind of dramatic changes in my life. And 
And then I started dating this girl. And this girl was incredibly forward in being sexually active in the relationship. It, things moved very quickly, way faster than I had anticipated. But what? I was 17 years old, unfortunately did not have the integrity or the maturity that was required to handle those kinds of advances. And so the relationship becomes sexually active. And I stopped watching pornography and I stopped masturbating. And I think to myself, oh, wow, this is okay. Like, I, I guess that's that's a, that's improvement, right? Because, you know, porn is worse than connecting with another person. And, you know, all these justifications in my head that were totally ill-founded. But the the point was I had basically found a new solution, quote unquote, that was not actually a solution. It was just an alternative um, to something that was just as damaging, right? In this case, it's kind of obvious because it's one sexual behavior with another, right? It's replacing pornography with sexual activity with another human being. Let me give you a, a better example to kind of drive this point home. This is from somebody who's recently joined our program who is currently on his third marriage. And his first marriage failed completely due to pornography. Um, and the second marriage, porn was not an issue at all. And he used fascinating language. Um, and uh, and I, it really struck me. And I, 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 I've been excited to share this with you guys because I think we can learn a lot from his observation. He His notion was that he developed a new addiction in his second marriage. And so again, the obvious new addictions, you know, if it's like, okay, I don't watch porn, but I drink. I don't watch porn, but I play video games. I don't watch porn, but I gamble. I do drugs, fill in the blank. There's tons of other addictions that you could replace it with. And again, we know that it's not a solution. It's really just a substitute of the same problem. But uh, for him, uh, listen to this. He said that his new addiction was codependency. And he felt like he he really wanted to be everything for that spouse. Kind of had this savior complex, the idea that if I could be everything for her, then my life would change, right? Then then I, that would be better than what I did the last time where I was absent or whatever, kind of a compensation thing going on. And the codependency became the new addiction. And so lo and behold, porn is not a problem in his second marriage, but now he has a new relational dynamic that is satisfying the same need. See, that is the key. That's how we know that uh, something in our life isn't actually a solution, is that it is basically, it is just scratching the same itch from a different angle. That's the telltale sign that the solution you have is not going to work. It's like, you know what? I started this new job and I don't know if it's the this pay increase or the motivation or, you know, my boss is really great, but man, I'm not watching porn at all. It's amazing. It's like your new job is not a solution to your problem. Sorry. Um, I'm super happy though. Like, let's ride this momentum. Let's figure out how to leverage it. Let's see if we can like maybe keep this thing going even a little bit further, but let's not kid ourselves. You getting a new job is not an actual solution right? Because again, the motivation, all those things, they're just satisfying needs that porn was satisfying before. So how do you know a solution will work? How do you know that it's not just a substitute? Well, what we want to, what we want to be a little bit more aware of is the, the solution. Does it, does it address the same things the other one addressed? If you've tried internet filters before, the premise of internet filters is that they they prohibit the behavior. Anybody in the heat of a moment can get past an internet filter. It doesn't actually take that much effort to 
inactivate it. And sure, you can have checks and balances in place, but I'm pretty sure if you really wanted it in the moment, you would find a way. You'd get another device. You would settle for a lower version of pornography, maybe something softcore, some images or whatever. People find workarounds all the time. And so if that didn't work for you and you you think, well, I'm just going to get a stricter software, I, I'll tell you what, I'm going to get a software that actually goes on my network. It goes on my router. It's not just on the devices. So then there's no way around. It's like, well, you're just using a more intense version of the same failed solution. It's the same failed philosophy. So the first thing we want to do is we want to make sure we have high trust with the person who's operating the, the endeavor. And the second thing we want to do is we want to really make sure that what we're doing here is actually different from previous solutions, that it's actually tackling tackling the underlying issues that rather than it's simply just scratching the itch a different way, it's teaching me how to prevent feeling itchy in the first place. That is what we're really after. And that is evidence of a solution that will really work. Uh, we had one client who um, you know, was kind of hot and cold with our program. He was very active, made a lot of progress, and then kind of got in his head a little bit, stopped showing up to the calls, wound up sort of, uh, you know, uh, relapsing. And he came back on, on the calls and he started to show up again. But again, he was kind of inconsistent, a little hot, a little cold. And then, um, and then one day he showed up a big smile on his face and you could tell he was a lot more excited to be there than normal. And he was like, uh, or when we got to him, I was like, hey, man, how are things going? And he's like, oh, man, it's been so awesome. Um, you know, I've, I haven't watched porn in a month. I'm like back on track again. I started dating this awesome girl about a, a month ago. And like things have just been awesome. And I'm like, oh, that's so great, man. Like, congratulations. Wow, new relationship. Super exciting. Um, and, uh, and he's like, yeah, he's like, just everything's come together, man. I, I stopped watching porn and, you know, God's given me this awesome girl. And I'm like, that's cool. Um, I'm like, hey, just out of curiosity, like, uh, are you guys sexually active in that relationship? And he's like, oh yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. I mean, pretty much since day one. And I'm like, right. So you haven't actually really been sober. You just kind of replaced one with the other. And you could just kind of see, like, it just struck him. He didn't realize what he had done. And so we, we talked it out a little bit. And um, that was really hard information for him to swallow. He didn't love that. And unfortunately, he didn't continue in our program as a result because he felt like what he was doing was making progress. Um, and I'm, I'm not sharing this to, to throw shade at anyone or anything like that. But I want to be really clear with you guys. If you're serious about freedom, you know, if you're really serious about resolving the root issues of porn, masturbation, and other sexual behavior in your life, for goodness sake, make sure that your solutions are not alternatives. Make sure they're not substitutes. Make sure they are new endeavors that are properly tackling the underlying causes of your addiction. Because if they aren't, you will find yourself in the same place of frustration and you'll be beating yourself up saying, why didn't I listen to Sathya? Why didn't I just try something different? Why was I so convinced that I just had to keep doing the same thing? Why didn't I push myself out of my comfort zone? So that's everything for today, guys. And if you want more trainings like this, you can join me in my Facebook group. It's called Deep Clean Inner Circle. The link is in the show notes. I'd love to see you there. In the meantime, much love. I'll talk to you guys very soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. It's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. 
You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Sathya Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.